All right, so I'm double recording. Me too. Okay. <laughs> Look, we, we quadruple recording. God damn it. <laughs> Let's Let learn. learn. Yes. Right. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, catch me out here slipping. Hold me once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh man, the words of George Bush, fool me, can't get fooled again. Yeah, and you're not right, exactly. And you know what's funny, right? So when I was doing a power up, one of the things that they talked about was, you know, if you sell products and such, you need to have more than one vendor, right? And I'm like, I never thought about it, but I'm like, oh, okay, you know, yeah, I get that. I clearly it's not rocket science why I didn't need a whole explanation as to why you should have more than one vendor right. girl the, the, if the shit ain't become true this week right oh. so yeah so um now this is the thing that a lot of people don't understand well they might they might understand but when you're if it's not your business you don't get it nor do you care yeah um so uh when we started when we carry anything. I don't care what it is. There's a there's a process that I personally have to go through in order to bring it to the shelf. Yeah. Right? I don't just nobody's gonna come to me and say, "Oh, you should get black seed oil." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, yeah, let me go get some black seed oil and then put it on the shelf." Right? So for me, for my comfortability, there's a process for that. But the main thing in the process, the comfortability is I. Um, will try the product because that is how I will be able to advise anybody on anything because I can give you my personal to say, oh, well, this is what it did for me. Or And when I say try the product, I'm not talking like a day mm. worth of trying the product. You know what I'm saying? You need to give yourself time to really give it, you know, to see the Time to see what it does. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, I try to take into consideration the type of customer that I have that may be interested in blah, blah, blah. So again, you know, I'm, I'll try it out. So now, I, if I'm trying to have three, four, five, six vendors, I have to try out everybody's product before we can even get it to the market so that if with the CMOS is becoming scarce more and more, um, because I guess what people aren't bringing it in, whatever, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I have gotten down to the third vendor for my CMOS. Wow. <laughs> And, you know, and so this is funny to me how, you know, that was something that was said a year ago, over, over a year ago. And now, you know, it didn't become prevalent to me until a year later. So it's just really funny how that whole thing works. But it's good that you even so sometimes we receive. Mm, all right. Let me let me walk that back. Sometimes we hear things and we don't receive it. <clears throat> right. Yeah. So at least when you heard it. You received it. And I love that you have um, a vetting process. I think most decent business owners in some way, shape or form bet whatever it is that they provide, right? Whether it's your service or your product, but definitely as a, especially with this interruption in supply chain, Mm -hmm. I always recommend if you have a product, you have at least three or four vendors that you can go to and that you're kind of offsetting and using them here and there because then you can kind of let that relationship go with the other three if you're not using right. them. you know you yeah. should be strategic but at yeah. the same time cover your ass <laughs> <laughs> right yeah and and then be able to because you know I, I don't know if you know this but there is fake sea moss mm. Mm. <laughs> 
Yes, it's a whole, it's a whole, it's a whole rabbit hole in this whole life over here that I'm just like, wait, what? What do you mean? When I heard about it, I'm like, what? What? Why would you? Yeah, why? Yeah, well, they it's like uh, the tilapia. You know how they harvest it in the farms and all that, and then you have that, and you have the wildcraft. It's the same thing now. So they are harvesting sea moss in a farm, adding salt (laughs) to it. I don't know. It's a trip. Um, but yeah, that's a whole thing now. So, you know, you have to know where it's coming from and believe right. that it's true. And they say, I, you know, I, I don't know. So, yeah. So that's all part of the vetting because you want to get the consistency. But then you want to know that there's a it may be a change in color, but it might be because of where it came from, not because it came from a farm. It might have the Jamaican sea moss is a little bit different than the St. Lucia sea moss. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so yeah, so that's anyway, that's my that's, that's a whole me. rabbit hole. That's a whole yeah. <laughs> so the, the lesson for again, going back to our lesson learned with the podcast and everything like that, mm-hmm. like these are things that you experience in your business. You learn a lesson, you carry on, and you ask yourself, like I try to ask myself, what can I do different? What can I do different to make that situation either not happen again or have less of an impact if it happens? So right. you know, yeah. yeah, just check in with your what what were you accountable for and then Absolutely, you have to because you're you're gonna you're gonna fuck up. You're gonna bump your head up against the wall. Like you're gonna make mistakes, and you just got to be okay with that. Yeah, and that's where you learn the most, though. Because I mean, try like if that conversation had never been had, it would have never been brought to my attention, mm-hmm. right? So had I, I love the sea moss from my number one guy. He's in the city, so I don't have to like deal with the shipping and you know all of that kind of stuff. But he ran out. So if he was the only, and then I, st- and then if I would have had the other people behind him and never tried their product yeah. before, you're talking a running out of sea moss, which has been huge right now for my business. You know what I'm saying? And then having to go through the vetting process to make sure it's the right thing, or I would have started out and not known what I was getting, and now I'm sending stuff off the shelf that's trash. You know? Right. So yeah, yep. Ooh, I could get into that. We can have a whole. Uh, yeah, that's that. I believe. Yeah, I think that season two is absolutely going to go more into like the day to day. Yeah. Uh, overhauling, not just the beginning, not just the like. This is all beginning stuff. You know right. what I'm saying? But like, we can absolutely. Well, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we will. But no, that's yeah, but yeah, cool. yeah. So, that was our, you know, we always do. We're, we, fi- I find ourselves doing a, um, a, a prequel to each episode, which is fine because you guys get to see the behind the scenes or hear the behind the scenes as well. And this is pretty much how our conversations go. <laughs> yeah, right. With or without them being recorded. Right. <laughs> right. So we are, we are true to form, boy. True to form. to episode number 12 of So We Did a Thing podcast. I am your co-host, Kiana Latisse, and I have with me my girl, Tracy Lee. Hey, everybody. <laughs> so welcome, welcome. Um, we are moving right along. This is this is pretty awesome. This is um, one of my favorite places. I actually did a post on Instagram last week about this, um, Grace in Space. So on Instagram, I posted, uh, my girlfriend, Tracy Lee, is always telling me I'm the queen of grace and space. Yeah, uh, yeah, you, you coined it. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> if anybody tries to come in later talking about, oh, you know, I have a Grace and Space journal, blah, blah, blah. Nah, you needed one key out of her money. Right. She's been doing this. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I, I'm going to define it first, but I will start setting them, you know, just preface everything with, I provide it to pretty much everybody, probably with the exception of my husband, and I'm working on that. <laughs> no, that's a different relationship. Um, but when it comes to interacting with people and everything, it is it is definitely the way that I approach my interactions um, because I believe that I need it as much as other people need it, right? Of course, yeah. So I'm going to go into a couple of um, definitions here. Um, and so there's... That, Miriam Webster, uh, I, that's my go-to, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's like my Oxford dictionary. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the unmerited divine assistance given to humans for their regeneration or sanctification. So that's very religious based, right? Virtue of coming from God. Um, and, a state and this is, I'm sorry, this is grace being defined. This is grace being defined. Okay. Yes. Um, pretty much the way that I like to go with it, cause there's like 50,000 of them, mm-hmm. um, disposition to act, disposition to, or act or insist instance of kindness, courtesy and clemency. So that's the one I'm gonna go to. Right. Okay. Um, I really like that one. It's, it's where I come from when I provide people with grace in this space. Um, a continuous area or expanse which is free available or unoccupied the dimensions of height depth and width within which all things exist and move so that's those are the two definitions right dimensions mm-hmm. of area we just going to put all them together mm-hmm. um within which things exist and move or the continuous area or expanse which is free available and unoccupied so I provide an unoccupied, unjudgmental area for um, people to interact with me. And then uh, the disposition to or an act or instance of kindness, courtesy, and clemency. So with that being said, um, Tracy, let me ask you. So when you, I introduced Grace and Space um, Mm -hmm. to you, of course, we talk about this. Talk to me about what that has meant for you, what that feels like. Um, Yeah, all that good stuff. Yeah, well, the biggest thing for me with allowing myself grace and space is it freed me from a lot of guilt um, that I would put on myself for whatever I could be doing, whether it was business related. But then, of course, it moved into my personal life and, you know, managing my family and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And so I I found myself, I'll, I'll share this story. So Many years ago, um, I don't remember where I was exactly, but I know I was not in Philadelphia. I was talking to an older gentleman and he was sharing me his life story, which happens a lot. Um, But he was sharing his life story and he was talking about how he's trying to build back his relationship with his kids. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, so in the life story I heard, you know, like, oh, okay, yeah, you wasn't around and blah, 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 whatever. And I remember saying to him, you know, I really hope that you... um, everything works out for you and da, 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 da. and I was like genuinely rooting for him mm-hmm. right and then I thought to myself your relationship with your dad is a little strained mm-hmm. and you have not really the same love that you just showed this man you ain't you're not really channeling that to your father so when I think back to 
grace and space. That was like my first time of actually admitting that, hey, you know, I need to go back to this person, not this, you know, my dad or whatever. Right. And so, (laughs) right. And so, right, exactly. So later, um, you know, I ended up living with my dad for some years and we repaired our relationship and stuff like that. And so I say all of that to say that was my first time of giving it to somebody in my personal life. And now when it was reintroduced or given a name, um, I've been able to do it for myself in a way that I've literally forgiven myself for so much stuff. So for me, Grace and Space has really been forgiveness and relieving me of guilt. There you go. All right. Um, I'm going to share my story, but I kind of, I feel like I should just let you drop that and we can move on. But um, (laughs) (laughs) folks are curious where it came from with me. So I am um, the epitome of type A personality. Mm -hmm. Um, And I found myself with the same issue. Um, You know, mommy guilt, wife guilt, daughter guilt, all of that, right? Mm -hmm. Just carrying all of that with me. And every time I would mess up or make a mistake or whatever, it would, I wouldn't say it would, it would, I would be pissed off with myself because I'd be like, well, you, you know, you know better and you've done and da, 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 da. And um, as I stumbled into entrepreneurship, I recognized that I was learning all over again. And it frustrated the hell out of me because I had gotten to a point in my career where I was, I knew what the hell I was doing. Like I could walk into a patient crash, crashing or a situation. And it, you know how like on, on, in the movies, they, the, the, the wind slows down and, you know, you can see the <laughs> snow fall. So, like, that's what it would be for me. Cause it's like, all right, I'm just going to walk in here on air and, you know, my team and all of that. So I was in a place where I was, I was in the pinnacle of my life, you know, mm-hmm. um, nothing really shook me. Mm-hmm. So when I came out of that, everything shook me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, cause you build up. And so, um, I had to find a way to allow, right? Because I also found, especially I, we deal with a lot, I deal with a lot of women in my business and I, I noticed that they're always apologizing. You know, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, I'm at home with my kids and I'm sorry that they're in the, and I'm sorry and I'm, I'm sorry. And it's just like, I was just like, I'm, I'm going to start giving it to them, right? Mm-hmm. Because I recognize that it was something that they deserve, not they needed, mm-hmm. not that mm-hmm. they deserved it. And then mm-hmm. as I started to give it to them, I started to see myself give it to me. Mm-hmm. So I stopped apologizing. You know, right. I would get an email. I would send out an email and it would take people six days to get back to me for whatever mm-hmm. reason. And at first I would take it personal. And then I'd be like, wait, you set an precedent. This is awesome. I got six days to get back to you. I right. love it. You know what I mean? Right. And I put yeah. that in my mental calendar, like, okay, they t- it took them six days. I'm going to get, if I'm beyond that six days, then I'll apologize. But if I'm on that six days, you don't get no apology. Right. And, and it started to free me from the expectations and obligations that I was really placing on myself, thinking that this is what other people were thinking about me. Right. And now I no longer worry about what other people are thinking because they're going to think that anyway. Mm-hmm. And now I provide myself, as, as you said, with the guilt free interaction with people because I recognize that we're all human and we all have all of these facets of ourselves that come into play at different points. 
Right. Um, and I also recognize that in the corporate world, you were only this, right? And I, I didn't think that healthcare was corporate until I came out of it and went back into it. And I realized it's one of the most corporate spaces mm-hmm. out there. And you had to come and everybody had to come and look like and do and that. And I was like, dude, but we don't, that's not just, that's not all of us. And if right. I can't come with all of me, then I can't come. Um, so that's really where grace and space came from. I, I stopped apologizing and I realized that the, the not apologizing was really me giving myself the grace to be who I am, to show up how I show up. And then the space to be honest with what that looks like for me. Right. Yeah. So it's it's been an interesting journey. I find that I still fall into my expectations, but now I could check myself as with the post, and it's like, yo, I'm I'm giving this to other people. Other people are giving it to me. Why can't I give it to myself? Yeah, you know. Um, and I need to give it to myself. Uh, we all deserve it. Mm-hmm. So my next question is, you kind of touched in, you touched this a little bit, um, but I'll ask, you know, on a daily practice, what does grace and space look like for you? <laughs> what does it look like? Um. That's a hard question because I never really thought about it in that way. It really just turns into forgiving myself. Okay. Um, like I don't practice grace and space. I try to just acknowledge when my mood changes or when my, uh, uh, if, if anything in my day to day changes, like right now I'm not sleeping. <laughs> It's not me. It's just things that are going on and happening that's causing me anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's out of my control. Okay. So all I can do is let it go through me, however, and just be comfortable in where I'm at right now and then still get up and do the things that I need to get done. And then um, and when I want to just not do any of those things, saying, look, I'm not going to do any of those things and I'm not going to get rid of myself to do something and half-ass and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So that's probably what it looks like quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah. I was going to say, because that technically is um, a practice. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. You got to just describe what it looks like for you um, in practice. And when you were first introduced to it, do you remember kind of what that looked like for you? Like, was it, was it a, an epitome type lightning strike? Was it... Um, no, it just made me go back to my life overall. Okay. And it like really made me go back to some things that I've done that I had still carried with me um, and hadn't forgiven myself for. Mm. And so I realized that I had the I had the control to forgive myself so that I could move forward. Um, and not carry it with me. So it wasn't like a, oh, it was more like a, you know, okay, let me go back and see why am I still carrying this? And, you know, is this part of, and then I realized I don't want to be identified. I don't want to identify myself as that. So I want to let it go. And so it gave me like the room to say, okay, Trey, you, you don't have to carry that anymore. You can let that go and let that sit where it sits and, you know, stuff like that. So to let it exist and be, and then flow through. Mm-hmm. Um, when you said the thing about let it flow. So there's a song by Tony. Oh, good grief. Um, she was singing when we were younger and it'll come to me later. Tony Braxton. Oh, yes, good. <laughs> good God 
he was joking, but he was serious. He's like, is something going on, y'all? And I was like, <laughs> she's kind of transferred whatever onto me. I recognize that. But you know, I'm mm-hmm. I'll I'll be the 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 breakup, whatever, in the middle of, mm-hmm. you know, the one that you mm-hmm. threw over because mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, I'll be that person or whatever. The rebound. Yeah, the rebound. That's what I am. <laughs> Thank you. And um so when when we stopped talking, um, I m- met somebody else, like another friend. And I was like, you know, a little trepidatious at that point because I was still a little, <laughs> was, the thorns were still like really deep. And I was like, I don't know if I, um, but when I met the, the new friend, I actually was, they were the ones that gave me the grace and space I needed to go through what I was going through. Right. Oh, the breakup. Right. <laughs> yeah. breakup, right? Well, I, it was more like I ended up going through something deeper and they showed up okay. in a way for me that. Oh, okay. Could, this other person. Right. Yeah, this other person. Yeah, so it was like, oh, I had yeah. to make room for mm-hmm. somebody else to come in and give me the grace and space. But then I also had to trust that God, you know, the universe was sending somebody to me that could help me through that. Right. Because she right. was. Yeah. So where I thought it would have come from her because I gave it to her. It was really by me giving unconditionally. Somebody else was able to give to me unconditionally. Mm. Somebody else showed nice. up to me. So and yeah. I said to my kids, like, you don't give to receive. Right? right. You give because you're able to knowing that when you need to, you will receive. You will be provided for so I did right, and like you said from the beginning, and recognize that it may not come from the people you expect it to come from. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of times yeah. you be like, "Wait, why are you being so nice to me?" Yeah. Like, right. Was, and you won't realize it until twenty years later. You be like, "Oh, because I was nice yeah. to so fifteen years before." Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that happened to me in high school. My the, my high school sweetheart, my the guy I dated in my senior year, he was sweet to me for, since ninth grade. But we didn't become a couple till the 12th grade. And I was in such a space that he really should get a prize for for his patience. But I've said this to him and I've said it even to my husband. I was too young to even know what he was giving me. You know what I'm saying? And the love that that man had for me at 18 is the love I have right now from, from my husband however many years later but it took me to live to understand and and honor what he was giving me right and i wasn't expecting it from him i'm like boy get out my you know uh, leave me alone uh, 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 you know right and after i had gotten my heart stomped out from the other one so you're thinking he's going to be the one to make it right and he's like uh, off to do his own thing yeah yeah yeah, that that that's another rabbit hole. Speaking of sea moss, uh, <laughs> yeah, we can do that all. Yeah, it's a whole nother episode. It sure is. <laughs> so with that, I mean, we talked about it not necessarily coming. I think I kind of touched on this a little bit too, but you know, is there any particular reason why you think it's important to give yourself, right? Because mm-hmm. I think you should give to yourself because then. By giving to yourself, you can give out to other people. I think we do it a lot of times the opposite, where we give to others, expecting others to give to us. Um, So why do you think it's important to give yourself grace and space? Um, Well, because things don't go how you expect them to. Hmm. 
And so in order to, you know, we are talking about business. We're talking about the journey of being in business, an entrepreneur or what, however, moving from scale, whatever, however you're doing it. And sometimes you can, again, going back to a previous episode where I talked about having cubicle dreams mm-hmm. and in your cubicle, you're like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to have that. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to start and I'm going to make, you know, X, Y, Z amount of money. And then you come out and you'll make a dime. <laughs> right so now within six months you want to give up because you didn't hit the goal that you didn't that you set. so it's like if you give yourself this time which is the space to go through and pivot and change and meet the need and fulfill the need because you know like i said before when i started juice box i'm everybody's getting smoothies right you need one we're all overweight we all you know but then i found out quickly the ones who need it or who I thought needed it don't want it. Right. So clearly my numbers can't be hit if I'm thinking I'm going to be servicing a million people. Right. <laughs> right. And I only end up servicing 10. I mean, <laughs> come on. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> But it doesn't mean that I should stop because I affected the 10. The 10 turns into the hundreds. The hundreds turns into, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, you have to give yourself it because as you make these decisions and changes as a business owner, you got to give yourself the, I didn't know that. I didn't understand that there were 14 steps when I thought it was just one. So now instead of it being done in a month, it's taking me three months and you have to give yourself the, it's okay to, and you know, more than anything, I think one of the things that I've learned Two is you got to let yourself off the hook. Mm. You have to do it. You can't wait for somebody to come in and be like, oh, it's okay. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't hit the mark. You have to say, you know what? It's okay. Because like I said, I didn't know it was 14 steps and I didn't know that step four took six weeks. Right. You know, so yeah. Okay. Um, so you talking about that, letting yourself off the hook, I'll lead into, um, I was going to ask who needs it, but I think everybody needs it. I think it's like your smoothie, yeah. right? We- <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yes. Everybody <laughs> needs to get grace and space. Yeah, for um, sure. But, but what that looks like for everybody can look different, right? For we- sure. And, and depending on your your station in life, right? And I like to talk about stations, seasons. Um, people kind of call them different things. But your station in life um, really determines kind of what that'll look like for you. Um and then um, the next question that I have would be, um, well, we kind of talked about acting and implementing. Um, is it any, well, let's go into lessons, right? So mm-hmm. you talked about letting yourself um, off the hook. And I think that's imperative, right? I think for me, that's something that I'm still learning how to do, mm-hmm. you know, because again, um, there's still that expectation sometimes of I'm 40, and I've lived four decades and I have all this experience underneath my life, underneath me. And I should be able to either have seen that coming or relate to that differently or whatever the case may be. Right. Yeah. So um, as you take in the lessons from giving yourself the grace and space to learn, because mm-hmm. I think um, we don't look we look at learning in this society as, oh, well, while I'm in school, I'm learning. Right. Right. And then once I come out of that institution, mm-hmm. I'm no longer learning. Correct. Um, which is the, 
when you take the red pill, you understand <laughs> that that's not the case, that you're literally no. learning every mm-hmm. single day. I mean, every mm-hmm. single minute you're learning. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to letting yourself off the hook, what did that, what lessons did you have to learn to learn how to take yourself off the hook or let yourself off the hook? Yeah, I learned this early in life, um, not early, but earlier in life. And it started to really, this is when I was dealing with like my relationships and like what common, what was the common denominator? I realized I was a common denominator in all of my relationships and why they were going off the rails the way that they were. And um, the one phrase that I came up with that I really understood more than anything was it was okay to be the bad guy. And so I think for a lot of times I was doing things maliciously so that they would break up with me or so that I could get out of the situation or I could I would sabotage it so that now I can play the victim and oh, oh they fired me because da, 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 da. but I wasn't owning up to the things that I was doing this for them to go girl you, you we don't need this and we don't need you you know what I'm saying um And so I realized that I could be the bad guy, but still be a good person. Mm. And if that meant I don't, this situation is not working for me, I can say I don't want to do it and keep it moving. Right. I didn't have to lie. I didn't have to steal. I didn't have to cheat my way to get somebody to fire me or to let me go. I could just say, you know what, dog? I don't like you no more. Mm. This ain't working. And not even say it's not you, it's me. No, it is you. And I don't, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever that. So, yeah, for me, it was absolutely um, being okay with being a bad guy. And so that's how I can operate now, you know, preparing to hire employees, knowing that I may have to have an uncomfortable conversation with them to let them know that either you're getting written up or you're going to be let go. Sorry about that, you know, but it's not working for the business or the, you know, whatever. So, yeah, that's that's how I was able to um, become okay with it. Okay. All right. Interesting. So being okay with being a bad guy. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. I think there needs to be sometimes we need to give ourselves room to do that. I think because a lot of times I find people equate their actions with who they are as a person so mm-hmm. you said i can be the bad guy and still be a good person right that mm-hmm. is that is deep um and i that's a that's a shift in mindset though right so from a business perspective you know um what that looks like for me and i and you could tell me whether or not this is what it looks like for you so i had a contractor who he just was not getting it and I, I was checking in with myself because I'm like, am I not clear with my messaging? All right, well, I'll communicate by email because maybe my tone is telling him something else or you know, whatever the case. And I was just like, I kept saying to my husband, I'm like, dude, he's just not doing what I'm asking him to do. He is doing what he wants to do. And as a contractor, I understand as a 1099, you don't, you don't fall within the culture of the company, mm-hmm. but... He wasn't doing what the company needed. And I was like, I noticed that, um, number one, he would inflame me. I mean, he would do it. And I'm like, yo, this is, and I didn't, and didn't I even say, and I would have to, one time he came at me and he said something about as a business, if I say blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, as a business, you, you, we business to business. This isn't, you know, this isn't. This right. is person to person, 
but this is, you're doing something for my business as a representation. And let me really tell you about how business is handled. Like I had to really tell, right. I had to have a, that hard conversation early on. And I was mm-hmm. really shocked because I was like, oh, you know, when I get employees, this is what I'm going to have to deal with. And it was a contractor that I had to do that yeah. with. Right? Yeah. Um, and I had to be okay with saying, this isn't working. Like this mm-hmm. isn't, and it is you because mm-hmm. what the expectation was, you didn't meet it. I was like, all right, right this is how it's going to go. I'm going to pay you for the work that you've done. And then we're going to end this. Like right. I'm done. I'm not yeah. paying, right. I'm not paying you beyond that. So to be the to understand that sometimes you're gonna have to be the bad guy for that other person. Sometimes you may perceive yourself as the bad guy, but that doesn't mean that you are a bad person. So I really appreciate that statement, Tracy. Um, have yeah. you had anything like that happen where you were yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had somebody and it was pretty much the same. And I think it goes to the communications of men and women in business. Mm. Right. And I find that um, when I when I talk to men, I'm annoyed. Mm. Period. Um, mainly because I feel like you think I don't belong here or you think you know more than me or whatever. But I remember um, a gentleman I met. He kind of came out of nowhere and he was like wanting to know about my business. Right now, in the now this is what I learned after. Right. But the way that he came, it was like, oh, OK, you're trying you're thinking about getting into juicing and, you know, creating a bar, blah, 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 whatever environment. And so um, and I told you this story. Um, he was looking to get funding from the city to, you know, grow his business or whatever the case may be. And so. He called me and asked me to send him my resume. Hmm? I was like, for what? <laughs> so, and, and it was funny because the build up to this, him asking me for this, I was beginning to get annoyed. And I'm like, why? Like, and I said, and I asked God, I said, listen, don't, if anybody is around me and they don't need to be, take care of it, right? I had already put that out there and I, that was something I had been, you know, asking on a regular basis because, you know, in business, I find, right, in the beginning, you are willing and wanting to help any and everybody, right? You're like, oh my God, I just learned this. I want to share. Yes, girl, did you know? Did you da 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 Right. And so then you realize you're, you're sharing this to people who don't care. Yeah. Like they, they, they kind of want to know, but they're not going to move on the information. So now you've wasted your breath and your time sharing this. So I had to learn that, you know, there will be a time people are going to come to me and I'm going to be able to give them this information and they'll do everything they need to do with it. And I'll feel like, Yay, they did something that I suggested, you know, whatever. So that's how I was, that's where I was. And so with all of that, I'm recognizing that people are, you know, coming and, you know, I'm kind of giving and I'm getting annoyed. Anyway, um, he then, you know, asked about the whole resume thing. And I said, what, what do you need? I, first of all, I, I run my own business. I, there is no need for me to have a resume anymore. Blah, blah, blah. Fast forward. Um, that was how he was outed in my life because and I had to ask myself what kind of conversation was I giving him to make him think that I was on board to help him in this way because pretty much what what, what ended up happening was he needed the expert 
right? And which I was the expert for him in this business of creating a juice bar. And so then the, the city would guarantee him this money if this is how he was going to move because he had me as the person to say, well, she's going to be running. The... And that wasn't a conversation we had ever had. Wow. Yes. And so I say all of that to say, and I'm not saying that every man is like this, but I am finding that there are tones and conversations because I'm almost positive had he been talking to my husband mm. they would have been able to communicate that that's never going to happen or you know or or sir we need to have a sit down or you need to take me on a date or you like a dinner and th- like there's a process that we need to go through so we can get this thing started and he had done nothing but come in and take 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 whatever so um yes I, I, the answer to the question is absolutely um but then that was when I had asked myself, what are you saying? You know, listen more, talk less, you know, and then you will get to assess these individuals that are coming into your life and then you'll be able to know how to move forward and blah, blah, blah. But yes, honey, that thing happens early. (laughs) That's a learn. And it's funny that you you say that you're annoyed and it's because of the communication, the way the communication is different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm still noticing that because I even had that conversation with um, Jamie recently. I was like, the way men step into business, and again, it's not all of them, but the majority of them, the way they step in, they have like this do, 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 do. I got to show up. I got to. And, and the way women step in is very different. And so recognize that and then understand what does that mean for you? Right. Because there are certain places where you're going to have to do business with men, regardless right, of course, wherever yes. you are. Yeah. How do you knowing who you are and what your preferences are, how do you step into that so that it's it's mutually beneficial? Sometimes you're going to have to be the bad guy and sometimes you only going to get what you want, right? <laughs> and that's okay. Just right. recognize that situation for what it is. And then other times, because you want an ongoing kind of work with kind of situation, you're going to have to learn how to if not speak their language, meet at some kind kind of common ground, right? Yeah, you're going to have to lower your expectation. Mm. And you're going to have to become very specific. Yeah, you do. And unwavering in what you are looking for and what they can provide you. Right. Because, you know, when you just think about men and women's relationships in general, it's a chase. Yeah. Right? When you're dating, when you're, it's all chasing. Even when you're married, it's still a chase. He's chasing you. And when you give in... There is a level of um, he won, you know, there's a level of there's, you know, maybe uh, it's not as I always find women who give in all the time to their husbands. You he may not be that stimulated to you. That's just my personal. That don't mean that that's true. That may just be how your relationship is. But I like to be chased. So I'm always scurrying and running. Right. <laughs> Can't get me, you know, whatever. Right. And I believe that that's keeping our relationship good. He could be like, girl, if you'll sit down and, you know, <laughs> I don't know, you know, we're, we're, we're good right now. Five years, that could be the case. I don't know. But I say all of that to say, you have to understand the language of communicating in business. And you really 
have to understand your language and and know that if this man is not meeting your language, then you have to tell him thank you, but no thank you. Right. Yeah, but I think a lot of times because as women, we are appeasing, Mm. especially to men, we will hang around and stick around and get and screwed over. Yeah. And you like later on, you're thinking I should have been said something. Yeah, girl, you should have been walked away. Not even said something. You should have been walked away because he never respected anything you had going on all because of this entitlement that he may have, whatever. So, yeah, yeah, you have to absolutely become clear in your stuff and so i think that as a new business owner that is something that you're just going to have to learn to understand what your language is what you're looking for um and so that you can vet your people quickly to know that this might not be a good fit right and yeah. not necessarily um, carry around the baggage of the previous interaction, right? Absolutely. You have to, it's a brand new call. Like yeah. I say, I say a call because when I was working in a call center, mm-hmm. you know, ah, you had I to have gotten cussed out. <laughs> Absolutely told me that I would never make it to heaven by somebody. <laughs> and once the call was over, I would maybe take a couple minutes, you know, but then when I got on the call, it was a brand new call. I wasn't right. going to bring any of that to the next so yeah i say you know like that, cause I, mine was always check your shit at the door like whatever happened before you walked into the office or the department or whatever you have to that has nothing to do with when i was dealing with my patients my patient situation has nothing to do with what's going on at home yeah like, for sure and you yeah. have to know that you set the tone yeah and you yeah. do and yeah. and I would treat every even when I would get like because nurses have we give each other report and we pass down what they did when they first came in the door and a lot of times I'd be like yeah but what was there I wasn't there for when they first came in and what was their state and did the nurse right. really you know did the doctor say something to set them off and so yeah. I just I'm like oh that's okay I'm going to treat you like, so tell me your situation. You know, right. how did you end up here? What's going on with you? And I would literally, as you said, treat them like I had never met them and didn't get report. Like I knew what to expect and how to prepare, but all that other stuff that you had going on, that has nothing to do with me. Now, That's if you right. come down here cantankerous and evil, and I'm going to give you what you've given me. Yeah. You know, professionally, you're going to mm-hmm. get strictly professional. There's no warm and fuzzy. There's no bending over backward. There's none of that. This right. is what you're for, sir, ma'am, thank you. Here's your stuff. Go back to your room. You know, like right. that. <laughs> yeah. But I do try to give grace and space because I know that um, we carry a lot with us. And a lot of times the experience and influence of a previous experience, if you're not cognizant of the effect it's having on you, you will carry that forward and then mm-hmm. wonder why you keep getting the same result. So just right. really be mindful of checking your shit at the door. This is a new call. However you want to, whatever works for you and reminding you that this is the, this is the next person and I can't treat, I can't treat John because Joan just pissed me off. You know, right. or I yeah. can't treat, Tim like John because you know Tim and John are two different people. Right. For sure. So um just really being mindful of um where the space that you're coming from with each of these interactions. Um so I think we we kind of talked about putting it into practice. 
Um, and one thing that we both talk about, and I think this is the the mainstay of like grace and space, is that it allows you to pour from a, a an overflowing cup, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, because so you share with me how how that allow how giving yourself grace and space allows you from to pour from a an overflowing cup. Um. Well, because I. No, it just really allows me to, the the forgiveness part and the guilt part, Mm -hmm. it really just, I mean, just letting that stuff go, I'm at like three quarters full, right? And then do my morning ritual, my night ritual, now we like at the brim and then just waking up having, now we overflowing. Right. You know, because I think that for me, a lot of my emptiness came from carrying stuff from before. Mm. That's what I believe. Yeah. Okay. All right. For me, it frees me from. So the biggest thing with I think my personality is um, expectation, right? Mm. And when my expectations aren't met, I go into <laughs> that. I don't know if you've seen Inside Out. Um, oh yeah. I love so, that. so Jamie, Jamie's always like, "You are the red guy." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> that is. Who drives you? And mm-hmm. then everybody else comes in occasionally. Right. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're right. But I love him. I just want to hug him. He's so mm-hmm. <laughs> So mm-hmm. it allows me to hug my red guy and be like, and, and by hugging my red guy, um, he doesn't have to flame on every single time. You yeah. know, um, I do look at a lot of things from a rage space. But then I say, well, is it really worth the energy? And am I carrying over something from somebody else? Was the expectation I had really, whose expectation was it? Was it mine? Was it something the person said that they were going to do? Or I just automatically, you know, assume right. that this is how. So, it, you know, my rare guy, he's a little orange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not as red. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. I still use, I don't use him as my default anymore, right? Nice. And because I don't use him as my default anymore, it allows me to see people for who they are. Not, nice. not as they are attacking me, not taking it personally, not any of that. Just, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Eh, that's not that big of a deal. Yeah. And then as I started to be able to cool off and calm down then I didn't feel because rage takes a lot of energy Mm -hmm. whether it's negative or not it takes a lot of energy so I'm you know flaming on and all this energy is being expended and then my cup is empty and my reserves are gone so now it's like oh I only let the pit bull out when absolutely necessary Right. Right. Um, so that's how it's allowed me to kind of continue to fill my cup. I mm-hmm. now have reserves. So when I get angry, then folks be like, oh, oh, you must have really not done what you were supposed to do. Because Kiana does have high expectations, but she don't just fly off the handle at the drop of a dime anymore. Right. Right. So then when it happens, folks are like, oh, yeah, all right, I'm going to go. It's OK. You know, right. so. um so yeah, that's that's really because I also felt like I had to defend my actions all the time. And again, that takes between the flaming on and the <laughs> defending myself, it just always took a lot of energy. And yeah. now I don't have to do that. Because now, now go ahead. 
Now, are you, um, and, and not now, but also, um, well, I do want to ask, when you do get raged mm-hmm. or enraged, is your cup still flowing over? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that makes it different, too. It does. And yeah. it's not even, so the rage now is, even if it's a reactionary rage, it is just for, it's, I can focus on the situation, right. not the person. Yeah. Before, it was you are a representation of whatever, so I'm going to go yeah. in and tear you down. Your breath stink, your mom ain't <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like my earrings are all the best. Yeah, yeah, your whole, your whole, your whole city ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> your people going six generations back, all of them. <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> right. Because now you can, like you said, you have laser focus on the situation, and if the person is in their grace and space, they can acknowledge where they went wrong, and then nobody, nobody's offended because you didn't talk about my kids and right. I, you know, whatever. Right, yeah. <laughs> mama. <laughs> Yeah, right. So my daddy, what? What do you mean, my dad? My dad, you never even met him. You know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> but yeah, that's allowed me to compartmentalize now, right? Um, and 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 deal with what needs to be dealt with. And even even when I'm angry, I can say to the person, "This isn't about you. This is the situation." But realize that you are a representative of the situation that started by whatever. So mm-hmm. where I'm not going to blow smoke up your ass because that's what I usually, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, mm-hmm. but oh, I'm not blowing sunshine up your ass, but I can deal with it. And we can, if we could get this rectified, usually the call ends with a, I appreciate your time. Have a good day. Right. Right. Whereas before it ended with fuck you and da 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 and bang in your ear. So right. I done fucked up they whole day. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and yours, yeah. And yours. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but that energy, because we talk about ripples and and pebbles dropped into a pond. The energy mm-hmm. that you put out, you don't realize the ripples, the effect that those ripples have. And when I really started to implement and practice grace and space, I was very cognizant and intentional on what ripple do I want to set off. Of course. So now it 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 allows me to really think about how do I what impression do I want to leave on this person when we finish interacting? Um right. and is it really worth the venom? Like th- is the venom really gonna be helpful? Right. For me, because I'm swallowing some of that as I'm spitting it out, it's still going down my throat. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I've learned that it took it took it you know it's a work in progress. Uh, for sure, yeah, for sure, yeah. Nobody's saying you won't pop off tomorrow, but right. you know <laughs> your pop off might be a little less poppy exactly. tomorrow, right? Ah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Definitely a pop. They'd be like, whoa, right, <laughs> right. for sure. Um, yeah, but that's what it's all about. Right. So, um, yeah, so I think for is there anything that you want to add as far as you know, grace and space? Um, no, I think that 
it is something that, like you said, everybody needs. Mm-hmm. It's definitely something that should be practiced. Um, and because of what we are talking about on our on our podcast, just in general, as a new business owner, as a scaling your business, as whatever you're bringing into the business, start whatever you want to start to practice those things because you know not everybody gets a class in entrepreneurship. Mm. Right. And so if you are trudging through something that's never been around you before, then allow yourself to learn, to understand. To, and it's not just the outsource stuff. I'm talking to learn yourself, to understand yourself so that you know what triggers you. You can know what triggers you. You know what I mean? I know that if I don't eat by a certain time, <sighs> You can come up in here all you want to, and I have zero tolerance for any of it. You know what I'm saying? But I had to learn that, you know, about me. Just the, the same way you allow yourself that training period when you learn a new job or you move into a new whatever, or when you move into your house, you give your the time for the house to settle, and you, you individually need all of that. So right. that would be the only caveat I want to add to um grace and space um to entrepreneurs but really to everybody okay cool I, i'm gonna leave it at, at you that was very poignant um you definitely need to allow yourself that time and that 90 day rule that your your new employer gives you best believe it's gonna take more than 90 days <laughs> Child, how about five years but you know, who am I? <laughs> we going? yeah um, <laughs> But um, 90 days is a good place to start. It you is. Know what I'm right. saying, right? <laughs> you gotta start somewhere, but yeah. there's nothing that goes beyond. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Well, I think that was a great place to end. So that was uh, our number 12 and a half episode. <laughs> um, so we did a thing podcast. Thank you for again, sharing your time with us. Um, we really appreciate you and all of that information. I think, you know, the definition for grace and space will be in the show notes, but of course you can always Google it and make it your own. You know, it doesn't have to be Webster's. It could be, you know, whatever your name is, put your name to it and, and, and create your own definition of it and then implement and practice. Absolutely guys. Thank you again. And we will talk to you on the other end. Woo-hoo. All right. All right.